0: Thanks for listening to the Life of Football Podcast. This is episode number eight. In this episode, we give shout outs and thanks, and we acknowledge the players and the coaches and some of the ones who went on to the Hall of Fame from HBCUs as historically black colleges and universities. Hey, this was a great episode. It's very insightful. For all my young whippersnappers, y'all are going to learn something. Hey, one special shout out to my head coach, former head coach <coughs> who coached me at Alabama State, Reggie Barlow, who's now coaching at Virginia State University. And another special shout-out to the hometown hero from Quincy, Florida, Coach Willie Simmons, who's coaching at the Florida A&M University of Rattlers right now. He's the head coach there, and he's doing a fa- fantastic job, and Coach Barlow is doing a fantastic job as well. Hey, if you haven't listened to any of our previous episodes, please do so. You will greatly enjoy them and appreciate them. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Life Podcast, baby. This is episode number eight. Feeling good, feeling great. All y'all know I'm straight, baby.
1: We doing good. It's your host, Mike Fee. This your boy, C Straight coming out of bar, I told baby what's happening. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah, we back on track, man. Uh we got a few more things we want to discuss this uh podcast. We're gonna be talking about um uh, PJ Flack and a few issues. Um and since it's Black History Month, we're gonna to touch on a few of the guys, and it's actually a lot of them who then played in HBCU college football, which is historically black colleges and universities that's what hbu stand hbcu stands for um we're going to talk about the current players in the nfl who went to hbcu some of them transferred in some of them just went straight there and now they in the nfl so some of y'all guys who are considering transfer hey it's a great opportunity some of y'all guys who may um be going from high school and going on uh, to college and may be thinking about, you know, different schools, consider HBCU, man. Ain't nothing wrong with it. It's love. I'm talking about big love, and there's a lot of players in the Hall of Fame too now who played at HBCU. A lot of, I'm talking about a big name, great name that y'all may not know played at HBCU.
1: Seymour, what's up, baby? What's going on? No man, just chilling. Glad we on today. I'm sorry I missed y'all last week, but everything all good. It was good last week. It's good this week. Glad to be here, man. Yes, sir. I'm loving this Black History Month, and I'm 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 ready to talk about some of them boys. Cause I know one personally that's still in the NFL. He came out in 2008, but that boy showed enough was fast. Probably was the fastest thing in the draft that year outside of Chris Johnson? Oh, yeah. Dominique Rodgers. Pro-mighty. Y'all saw, I'm talking about speed on top of speed.
0: Mm. And a lot of these these young guys don't know. Matter of fact, a lot of people don't know this stuff. A lot of people don't know these guys and been out there and put in work. And, and 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 was very successful in the NFL. A lot of them, man. I'm talking about y'all got, especially my my, my guys in high school, junior college. I don't care if you had a D1. DeAndre Francois. Well, yeah, baby, you better come on down. And then, I, I caught up in some at Florida State, you know. But I think everything gonna be okay with that situation.
1: Hey, you- going to take. You got uh Florida and M ready to knock it down up there in Tallahassee. They about to get rolling. Then you got, mm-hmm. then you got your school, Alabama State, with that awesome stadium. Ooh, I'm talking about these. And Bo and FAM got a nice stadium too. Oh yeah, they
0: do. They do. And uh, they
1: got that top nine. Alabama, their, turf
0: Alabama State, State top nine, but, but fellas, y'all got choices now. I know everybody want the line, like, playing in the SEC, ACC, but that ain't what it is now. That ain't all, you know, that ain't, them ain't the last resort. Them ain't, that shouldn't be your first resort neither. You got a lot of options. A lot of times y'all go to these schools, y'all might not even play. But you go to that HBCU, that band rocking, and it's, and the game's going to be pretty uh decent too. Not pretty decent. They're going to be good. And the competition is gonna be great. You may think, oh man, man, them boys gonna get out there flying right past you. So, I mean, I want to thank y'all again, man, for tuning in. This episode number eight. Hey, when y'all get a chance, man, go check us out on our Twitter at Life and Ball. Or you can type in on Google Life and Ball Life and Football Twitter. But on Twitter, it's at Life and Ball. And when y'all get a chance, man, if y'all got any questions or anything y'all want more information on or uh, more knowledge on, or uh, somebody y'all think y'all want us to interview, shoot us an email. The email is lifeandfootball2020 at gmail.com. Lifeandfootball2020 at gmail.com. Stay tuned.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, See more. What's going on? Now, man, I just want to talk about. The Minnesota Gophers football and P.J. Flat. I'm loving what they're doing. I'm loving how he getting that ball rolling and he producing offense and defense. But for some odd reason, out of the blue, the old coach named Jerry Keel, now he's the um athletic director at, I think, Southern Illinois out of the blue, he gets on the with some report and says that P.J. Flat is about himself. He ain't about the players. He just about self and just talking bad about P.J. Flat. And I, I don't even know what would make him go do that. He just got a new position to be an athletic director, so he really should have just been saying how proud he is to do that. But to come back at PJ Flat, somebody he worked with for two years, um, and at his alma mater, um, Northern Illinois University, to come back and kind of do him like that, it puzzled me because I wouldn't really have nothing to say. Even if I was mad at PJ Flat, I'm not putting it in the news. I mm-hmm. I rather call you and tell you, man, I don't like how you' doing this. Like if you're gonna Talk about how you got to change this or change that. Don't make it like we did a terrible job. You know, it presented in a amount of ways not feel like I'm slammed. but maybe, maybe Jerry Kill was just in his feelings a little too much and took it personal for no reason. When a new coach come in, anyways, they automatically gonna say the coach need to be changed. That's why somebody got fired or let go or unless somebody took a different job. But that wasn't the case when P.J. Flat came in. They fired the old coach, which was Tracy. They fired him. So, of course you got to come in and change the culture. So, I I really don't even understand Jerry Kill argument. I don't understand why he wanted to present that now. And P.J. Flatman been at the job for like two two seasons already. It's been going into the third season. So, for him to come at that man like that, I don't know why. And Honestly, I'm loving what PJ Flat doing. I like the whole story from him from um Western Michigan to Minnesota. People really don't even realize his first year he could have went to a bowl game. It just quite didn't pan out like that. But that was a good thing because it set him up for this year. Then he did go to a bowl game. On top of going to a bowl game, they beat Wisconsin and they ain't beat them. I want to say in about 13 years. 13 years it took to beat them, and them boys beat them. So, P.J. Flack, what he doing is really awesome. And people, I don't know if they just watching Minnesota like that, but the Big Ten Conference as a whole, from top to bottom, they got some unbelievable coaches there, man. Unbelievable. So, just for me to see how P.J. Flack doing it, and he's getting guys from Georgia. He's getting guys from Florida. He even got one real close to Central Florida, which is um, out of Plant City High School. He got a linebacker out of there. The linebacker he got out of Plant City, he went and found him. Now, the crazy thing about it is, you know how the big-time schools in the state of Florida is. They'll come and try to get a player at the last 30 seconds of before uh, signing day. So Florida State, Florida, all tried to come steal P.J. Flat linebacker from Plant City. But I'm proud of the linebacker from Plant City for sticking to his commitment because what he finna do in um, Minnesota, he finna rip up the scene. Now he could have ripped it up at the Gators uh, or Florida State, but I think it just would have been harder. I think. Going to Minnesota, you bring that Florida speed up there, that, that, that Florida sunshine. You finna get up there and tie it up. And plus, when PJ Flat came, we had a Polk County boy up there. Um, his name was Eric. He played wide receiver. But man, I love what PJ Flat doing. I really respect him. I really want to catch me a game, man. You gonna catch a game up there and we're gonna holler at PJ Flat, man. That man doing awesome up there. I respect him. And he finna do big things.
0: Yes, sir. One time for P.J. Flack. I, hey, I admire him. He a baller. I love his enthusiasm. <clears throat> he giving kids a chance to build a program with him. Not him building a program with them, but he giving the chance, kids a chance to come up in a new state-of-the-art facilities all across Minnesota and do their thing in the, in the Big Ten. Y'all better be looking out, man. P.J. Flack on the way. See mo. What's happening? Nah, nah. You know we got to show love, too. Okay. Since it's Black History Month, we're going to show love to the black coaches who in D1, I forgot to mention that in our intro, to the black coaches uh, who coach in D1 and uh, who doing good, but we want to show love to all the coaches across the United States. But for the for the sake of the, of the Black History Month, man, we want to give a shout-out and a salute to all the uh, head coaches in the major D1 college football, all the coaches at HBCU football, all across from the SWAC to the MEAC to the SIAC to the CIAA. We want to give y'all a shout-out, baby. Keep doing y'all thing. Keep balling. Y'all motivation, man. Y'all, y'all motivation, and, and, and a lot of young men who don't have fathers, they look up to y'all, and y'all inspiration to many. Y'all are seen as the, I guess the, the, the cornerstone or, or somewhat of the pedestal in the black community. Called on these games, man. Um, it's a lot of people who go to these games. I'm talking about, Seymour, you know, you done been to the Florida Classic before. Yes, it's sir. It's a different vibe. I'm talking about great black people having fun, enjoying themselves. I played at Alabama State. I'm talking about I enjoyed Alabama State, man. I loved it. I mean, it was, uh, it was beautiful. I enjoyed my time there. When I say I enjoyed it, it was it was better than I, I, I kind of downplayed it before I went. I'm talking about, man, we played it. We, now, when I was there, we had about three classic games we played in. One was the Magic City Classic. The other one was the um, Turkey Day Cl- The Turkey Day Classic, I think, is the oldest um, classic in black college football period. Um, we also used to play in this classic. It used to be in Mobile. that game no more we used to play it at the same stadium they do the uh, senior bowl at. we used to play a game there. we played it two years when i was at um alabama state both my years there at bama state now let me tell you something um, these classes go down <sighs> Crowd packed stadiums packed i'm talking about you got rivalry it's a, it's a different kind of rivalry it's a different kind of scene it's packed back to back car. See more, you know how it is. Tell them a little bit about your experience of going to
1: the Florida class in the trash. Man, it's in the in the crowd. It's lovely. The crowd going wild, the band tearing it up. You really you yes, really so. feeling like you at the best game of the year. When the rivals get down mm-hmm. and all that love with all all the black folks showing up, the whole stadium packed. That everybody rooting for their team. Let's go, wildcast. I love, yes, I love when Bethune do that. I love it. I love it. I'm talking about. I love how they get down. I love how they presented it. Then on top of that, like I was telling them, I I worked out with um Dominique Crow Martin. One time I worked out with him with NFL Hall of Famer Darryl Green in Virginia. That was before the 2007 football season. Then after the 2007 football season, I worked out with him again in January, December of that 2007 going into the new year 2008 when he was getting ready to get drafted at Tom Shaw. And, man, that boy was nothing but the truth out there. I'm talking about... Anything out there running routes, he's smothering them. Anybody want to see who the fastest, he blowing them out. That's why he's still in the NFL right now, man. And plus, he was tall, too. So tall and he can fly, you can't beat that. Yeah, so Dominique Cromart, I had met him at Derrick Green, and we trained there in 2007. And then I seen him again at the end of 2007 when we trained at Tom Shaw going into 2008. Dominique Cromarty went to Tennessee State. Now, that was a black college, but he played in a conference, the Ohio Valley Conference. And that was actually not a uh, black college conference. So they he played at black college, but he played other teams as well that wasn't. Fully a black college, and man, that boy tore it up. And he wore the ugliest jersey number I have never to this day seen a DB wear that number forty-five. God, dog, that was an ugly number. I don't yeah. know how he ended up with that forty-five, but man, that boy was lighting it up in Nashville. I it,
0: might for... be, it might
1: be, might be some history behind that though, behind that forty-five. It might be some, some, you know, a reason why he did that. Yeah, maybe his daddy did it or something, but. Man, so it was surely ugly, though. But, man, Dominique Cromart, I believe the first year. Yeah, 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 the first year he played in the Super Bowl. Arizona had played um, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. And they made that – uh. Antonio Holmes made that amazing catch. But, man, D- Dominique Cromart right here from the state of Florida, he went to, I think, Lakewood over there in Sarasota area. So I guess no school. So he, so he went straight to Tennessee State, right? Straight Tennessee through Tennessee State all the way through. Man, see what I'm saying, y'all? Y'all hear that?
0: This man straight out of the state of Florida went to Tennessee State. Not Antonio Cromartie, even though I heard they can. Dominique Rogers Cromartie. Y'all, hey, y'all better get up on this fella. HBCU football, black college football. Where it's at, baby? Hey, it's another um, podcast named HBCU Game Day. I want to give them a shout-out, too. Y'all got to go check them out. Man, I'm telling you, this is a, a podcast. They, they salute to them. They um promote black college football and black college sports heavily. HBCU Game Day. Now, let me tell y'all something. The, what I'm talking about, these classics. Y'all, a lot of them on TV. I know a lot of y'all see that one with Southern and Grambling on TV. That's a big one. That's called the uh, Bayou Classic. Pike to the Brim. They piking out the, the Saints Stadium. You know, the, I'm talking about where the New Orleans Saints play. You go in there, you it's gonna be the crowd gonna be just as big as the Saints play when the Saints play a game in there. I'm telling y'all, man. the crowd, let me let me give y'all an example. Uh, my biggest class that I played in was the Magic City Classic. And the Magic City Classic, we used to play Alabama a and The other class that we play in, now they call it the Labor Day Classic where they play Tuskegee, but the Turkey Day Classic, which we used to play on Thanksgiving Day, we used to play uh, Tuskegee on that day. When we played Alabama A&M, back-to-back years, y'all can go look this up, Google it. And the Magic City Classic, the crowd was 68,000 people in there. 2007, it was 68,000 people. Now, that's just like you playing out of Notre Dame or, or playing against a, a Georgia Tech or Central Florida, probably bigger. I mean, these big crowds in um, the Florida Classic, they hold big crowds, too. I know they're averaging about at least 60,000 uh, uh, or anywhere from 55,000 and up. Crowd, easy. Easy. So when y'all guys get a chance, man, go take your Out of, you a visit. You get five visits, just take you one. If y'all, even if you're a top 100 player, go take you one visit to an HBCU college. You ain't got to go, I mean, commit or sign. Just take a visit. Now nah, we're gonna get back on Mr. uh Dominique Roger cromartie
1: Okay.
0: Uh y'all y'all heard my dog. He was talking about Dominique Roger Cromartie playing at um Tennessee State and going to which Tennessee State is a uh, black college and going to the NFL. Um uh, if I'm not mistaken, what what he got drafted? The second round? No, sir. First, or the first, first round. First. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Woo! First round.
0: Now, when I when I went to Alabama State, they had a quarterback coming out by the name of Javon Jackson. If I'm not mistaken, he's the only quarterback within the last probably 10 years to get drafted out of a Black College. But it's been plenty of other players that have gotten drafted. Um, matter of fact, right after I left – a little probably about a few years later, I um, Isaiah Crowell, who was the number one player in the nation, he ended up going to Alabama State as well. And um he got drafted to the uh, Cleveland Brown. Well he currently um a running back in the NFL right now, running that thing, doing it bowling. Let me tell y'all something, man. Y'all better y'all better pay attention. Shout out Black History Month again, but shout out all the black colleges out there, man. I'm telling y'all, y'all better uh, lock in and start recognizing what's going on. Let me give y'all some numbers of current players and the name of the team they on now. Now we know the season over, so some of them gonna be getting traded, some of them probably gonna be uh, getting released from team, but you know, current players who had uh, opportunities and played and started on some teams. Let me give y'all some names. The Arizona Cardinals, you had Rodney Gunner from Delaware State. He was a tackle. Chris Huber, he out of Fayetteville State. Atlanta Falcons had Eric Wings, Eric a wide receiver out of bethune Cookman. Dajay Otlu. A DB out of North Carolina, N I don't know how you say that that man last night. It's spelled O-L-A-T-O-Y-E. Uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, you had Justin Durant, who played at Hampton. He didn't play, that boy done been in the league years, ain't it, more. Yes, sir. You had Deion King, who also played for the Dallas Cowboys out of Norfolk State. Carolina Panthers, you had Jalen Simmons out of South Carolina State. Detroit Lions had Raphael Bush, he safe out of South Carolina State. Oh, that's South Carolina State by the back. back. Don North Norfolk State. Then Green Bay Packers, you got Joe Thomas. I know it's another Joe Thomas. He played offensive line, but he didn't retired. This Joe Thomas give where he played at South Carolina State. He played played and night played at Green Bay. The Los Angeles Rams. You got William Hayes, a defensive end out of Winston-Salem State. Then you got this other guy named Tamaric Hemingway, a tight end out of um, South Carolina State. Then you got an offensive guard, Demetri Rahimway, offensive guard out of Tennessee State. Uh Oh, there's another Tennessee State, South Carolina State, doing it big in the league. The New Orleans Saints got Terran Armstead out of Arkansas Pine Bluff, a tiger. Alright, the New York Giants, you had Larry Donnell, he a tight end, came out of Gramlin State. And also for the New York Giants, you had Dominique Rogers-Kumardi who played for the Giants out of Tennessee State. Philadelphia Eagles, you had David Wofford out of Hampton, right receiver. San Francisco 49ers. Now, this guy been in the league for a long time. Seymour Guess the name out. You already know the name I'm finna say. Let me see if you can guess it for the uh, 49ers play
1: safety. 49ers play safety? From how? I can't call it. Antonio, uh,
0: Antonio uh, Bathe, uh, i uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He used to play with
0: the yeah. Colts. Yeah, 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 he used yeah. to play no, with man, the Colts. For a long time. Yeah, he used to play with the Colts. You got Ryan Smith North Carolina Central. DB. For the Washington Redskins. You got Chris Baker out of Hampton. Now the Washington Redskins is gonna be a lot of players. Uh at Doug Williams, he that general manager. Doug Williams, he actually played at Grambling. He was the quarterback. He the only well, no, he not no more, but he was the first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl in the NFL. For the Washington Redskins, that's the team he played for. Um, Chris Baker played at Hampton. You got Anthony Lanier, Alabama a and George Tolia, St. Paul. Layden Trail played at Norfolk State. And uh, let me see. I, I, got, I got to make sure I got it here, I don't see the bells on here. I don't even remember saying the bells. Oh. Oh, Tariq Cohen, though, he's a running back for the Bears. I'm pretty sure y'all seen and heard of him this year. He tore it up. He tore the scene for the Bears, Tariq corn He a running back. He came out of North Carolina a and And guess what? He's from the state of Florida as well. Where but look, from? I know he's from Florida. I don't know exactly where he's from, you know, the uh, city. He played running back, man. This, this man went up there and told a scene. I think it might be from Miami, probably, somewhere down south for a lot of the South Florida, probably. But he went up there and told the scene, North Carolina antique. Guess what? A lot of schools don't want to give him a chance. And and we hear this all the time. They Call you small. A lot of teams don't want to give you a chance. Oh, you sad. You sad. That boy in the NFL went to the Pro Bowl.
1: It's uh, another yeah. one, huh? Yeah, he did. He did his thing. They said he too small. He said, let me get that scholarship. I'm going to put up these stats on y'all boys, and then y'all going to call me. And there's
0: another running back, too, when he did his thing this year. He actually played up on the coach Barlow, Reggie Barlow. Reggie Barlow actually played at Alabama State, and he got drafted in the fourth round to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was my coach at Alabama State. Man, y'all better wake up and pay attention now. <laughs> this ain't just no little sleepover thing. Oh, nah, man, I going to HBC. Look at what I'm saying. If y'all keep hearing what I'm saying, the names and the connections from Coach Reggie Barlow, he played at Alabama State. He was my coach at Alabama State. He was my head coach. He got drafted to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He played like eight years in the league. Doug Williams, he coached that. He played and coached that. Grambling. Now he the general man- manager for the Redskins. He got drafted to the. He got drafted in the NFL. Top notch quarterback. Guess what? Y'all may have heard of another guy who was out there gun slanging. Al McNow. That's what they used to call him. Al McNow, Steve McNow. His brother, not a head coach at the school, he played at Alcorn State, which is a black college school. Another person y'all might heard of, y'all see him on TV every day, all the time, Shannon Shaw, who played at Savannah State. Another player y'all probably heard of, big big name, Walter Payton, played at Jackson State. He in the Pro Bowl, I mean, not the Pro Bowl, I mean uh, the Hall of Fame. He made plenty of Pro Bowls, though. Another guy y'all probably see all the time on the TV, but y'all don't know he played at a, uh, a HBCU, Black College. Michael Strahan. Michael Strahan played at Texas Southern University. Man, look here. y'all. Y'all better wake up, smell the coffee, smell the goulash, or whatever y'all need to smell. I'm talking about the Starbucks, strongest coffee they got. Y'all need to go drink it. And wake up because it's going down out here. A lot of these things I'm naming, I know y'all don't know. Like, dog, they play that all uh, Black Holly. Yeah. Yeah, this, this, this what a lot of guys came through and came out of. Guess what? I actually played with another guy who got drafted from, guess what, Alabama State University. He named Michael Cole. He got drafted to the Indianapolis Colts. He got drafted in the fourth round. Fella, y'all better tighten up. D boy, get an opportunity. Now, yes, it's true. You're going to get, a, uh, I guess, a greater chance to go play or get drafted into the NFL coming from uh, uh, a Power Five team or school, whatever they call it. Yeah, that's true. But don't disregard your your black colleges, man. Cause you gonna have fun. You get on camping, on bands rocking, the band juking. It is going down big time. I mean, look at the two people I just said. I mean, earlier, they y'all see them on TV every day. They got pl. I'm talking about three or four jobs on TV. Shannon Shaw, Michael Strahan. Come on, man. There's opportunities out there. Steve McNell, he was one of the best, uh, best uh, college quarterbacks coming out. Y'all can go look this up. This man almost won a Hyman Trophy coming out of Alcorn State. He almost won a Hyman Trophy coming out of Alcorn State. And everybody saw Tariq Corn this year tearing up the scene. Yeah, he a small guy. He a little paint side, but guess what? He ball. I'm talking about he took off like a rocket. A a shoe rocker. Seymour, what's up, baby? What you got? I'm like,
1: and you are, and we got Ken Riley, who should be in the NFL Hall of Fame because he has 65 interceptions in the NFL. 65. Everybody who got at least five. 50 all in the in uh Hall of Fame. You got Dion got about 53, Darryl Green got 53 or 52, and they both in the NFL. I don't understand why they holding Ken Riley out. And he from Florida AM, FAM University, baby. He's he still sir. around. I hope, I hope they put this man in the NFL. And he from Polk County. He from bard too. I hope they put him in the Hall of Fame before he dies. I hope they don't let him die and he don't play in the uh he don't get put in the Hall of Fame. And he played in, I believe, two Super Bowls with the Cincinnati Bengals. So and there were 65 interceptions, not in the Hall of Fame. I don't understand what that's about. But, and then when he was at FAM, he played quarterback. He was tanned up at quarterback. But when he made it to the NFL back in those days, I believe the early 70s, I mean, yeah, the 70s, I believe it was the early 70s, they didn't allow black quarterbacks to be uh to be a quarterback. So when you came to the NFL, they automatically switched you. So they switched this man out of the blue to DB, and he got 65 interceptions. Imagine if he would have played DB from high school all the way through uh college. Man, that man probably would have had 110 interceptions. Yep. So – it's crazy that we got this Hall of Famer basically not in the Hall of Fame. He in the Hall of Fame with everything else but Nah, NFL. Now, now,
0: now, that's true. I, you know what? I hope they don't do it when he passes away. I hope they're going to get him in there soon. I hope they're going to yeah. get him in let soon. Now, let me, hey, guess what? There's another player I forgot to mention in the name, one of the greatest receivers in football period who came out now. Now he didn't retire, but this Jerry. somebody me I saw Jerry Rice. this somebody me and Semo grew up on we love Washington, one of the greatest receivers in the history of the football, Jerry Rice came out of Mississippi Valley state. y'all't go there. matter of fact, I played at that stadium they got a they got a name a name actually uh the stadium name after him, Jerry Rice Stadium. Man, hey, we named some big names. I know a lot of people going to be like, dog, I ain't know these people. Man, wake up. Wake up, pay attention. Let me run down all the names for the NFL Hall of Fame players who played in black college football. You got Liam Barney played at Jackson State. Alvin Bathia played at North Carolina A&T. Mel Blunt, Southern University. Roosevelt Brown, Morgan State. Willie Brown, Grambling State; Buck Buchanan, Grambling State; Harry Carson, South Carolina State; Willie Davis, Grambling State; Richard Dent, Tennessee State; Bob Bullet Hayes. thats what he used to be a track runner too. Bob Hayes. bam! You, Claude Humphrey, Tennessee State; Lean Ford, Morgan State; Ken Houston, Pearview A&M. Charlie of Grambling State. Y'all going to see a lot of names because the great Eddie Robinson, when he was coaching at Grambling State, they were doing their things. So that's why y'all hearing a lot of these Grambling State. There's another famous name right here, Deacon Jones, Mississippi Valley State. Leroy Kelly, Morgan State. Willie Lanier, Morgan State. Larry Little. Larry Little played at Bethune-Cutman straight out of Florida. Walter Payton, Jackson State. Jerry Rice, Mississippi Valley State. Shannon Sharp, Savannah State. Art Shell, Maryland Eastern Shore. Jackie Slater, Jackson State. John Showalter, Alabama a Michael Strahan, Texas Southern. Emmett Thomas, Bishop. Arnez Williams, Southern University. And Rayfield Wright, Fort Valley State. Fellow, them a lot of names I just said. In a, and I'm talking about these guys in the Hall of Fame, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, what a lot of y'all guys don't know or might not know, some of y'all probably do. Back in the day, a lot of schools used to go and recruit. I mean, not schools, I'm sorry. NFL, they used to go and recruit and get guys from black college university. Like, they used to go to black colleges first and get players. I know it like how they do now, they go to the D one schools and get the get the uh go to the Alabamas and you know the dames and get players. Well back in the day they used to go to the black colleges first and get players and and, and draft them. But it you know, things have changed, time has changed. But as y'all see, man, it's going down at HBCU, man. I want to give a shout-out to all the ballers, all the top dogs who out there and did their thing. Hey, man, special salute. Jerry Rice. Um,
1: Shannon Shaw.
0: Michael Strahan, because they out there in the, they in, the, they in the line. Like, they on the front stage right now. But, man, y'all better wake up. It's, it's a lot going on. And um, the Trenton Cannon, shout out to him too. He out there. He played up on the. I don't know if I said he played at uh Virginia State. I I started talking about him, but I had cut myself off. He played running back for the New York Jets. Trenton Cannon, he came out of Virginia State. He was uh, I think he won Black College Football Player of the Year. Yeah, they do have that. They have. I'm talking about a big, nice ceremony they usually holding in Atlanta. Because when I was coming out, on um, my running back at Alabama State went. He won it. Uh, you no? Know, I, I don't know. He might have awarded J.P. I don't know if like he told a, me that, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think he... I think he... I know he went down to the ceremony. Did I don't he? know if he won.
1: Huh? Yeah,
0: he got he tried he got to try the Cincinnati Bengals. He did. Yep. But, I mean, they cut him this is probably second or third week in the camp.
1: Now your DB Jimmy but, have.
0: Yeah, he should have. Jimmy should have they, they should have gave Jimmy his name, Jimmy Tucson. I'm talking about <laughs> when well, I'm talking about a fan. The man, they at our combat at our pro day, they made him run the forty like four times. Cause the first one they talking about, oh, um, when he started, cause I don't know what they were trying to do. Cause I, he I run, he had to run something stupid. Cause the other people like, man, that boy ran a four three. Then one time, then the next time he jumped But he, y'all to see y'all, cause the combine, NFL combine, this upcoming week, y'all gonna see a lot of these them guys jump, and they they gonna blow the whistle like do 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 Cause they get that jump start on them, but. He was so good at that, they just let it slid and then they were like, oh, oh, no, 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 he would have to he gotta run that old uh But some telling me the man was running so fast, then they would get him a 4-4. No, nah, that boy was running a 4-3 low, low 4-3. I mean he from matter of fact, he from Fort Lauderdale. His family originally from Haiti. But his name, Jimmy Tucson, fast cornerback. Matter of fact, when Michael Cole got drafted, him and Mike Cole had the same amount of interception. Same amount of knockdown. <laughs> I know that's all crazy, but Mike Cole got drafted. But Mike Cole, he, he a bigger corner. He you know he it boy him by 6'1", by probably a straight two hundred pound. But uh, well not two hundred probably about two, probably about two ten, two fifteen, coming out of Alabama State. But man, hey, there's opportunities out there, fella. Y'all go check it out. But I want to thank y'all, man, for listening. Be sure to check us out every week. And go listen to some of our uh, previous podcasts, too. See more. take us on that.
1: Hey, we'll definitely appreciate y'all. We love that y'all tune in. We love that more people are picking up our podcast. we thankful. And we appreciate y'all. And we'll be glad to see y'all again next Sunday. Holla!